All right, here we go. 3.45-ish on a Thursday. That means it's time for Football Food Picks. Our celebrity chef, Adam Pavlik, joining us once again. Season 19 of Hell's Kitchen. Super Chef Grudge Match winner on the Food Network. He owns Egg and Flour in Bayview. He does so much around the community. Good to see you, man. Hello. What an opening every single time. I wish I had that every time I went somewhere. <laughs> He's Just one of the best everyone. in the biz at that. Man, I'm fired up about this week. I was looking forward to New Orleans week. I think it, you're getting more excited for the food you're cooking than the actual football games that I am. are coming up. No, you you know me too well Which now, Which is good. Adam. But, hey, as you're talking about places to dine, cuisines, New Orleans, Cajun, like where does it rank for you? Because it's totally unique. Yeah, so, I mean, we don't have tons of that here in Milwaukee, which, uh, you know, it's a good and bad thing. I think the ones that do do it are really, really good. You know, Maxi's, I'll give them a shout-out. Joe down there and everything that they're doing is really good. But it's not very common. It's something that you have to either be uh, around your whole life or maybe grown up or maybe you took a trip there and fell in love with it. Um, But definitely unique and not just, you know, gumbo and that kind of stuff that comes to mind right away. There's tons of other things. So so what do you like? There's the crawfish. There's the red snapper if you go down there. There's yeah. etouffee. There's all sorts of interesting things. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I really do like the crawfish. I do like a lot of crab dishes down there. A big, big thing that they do is, like, the crab dip, which is pretty good, which is, like, something different. It's not just uh, your standard typical stuff. But for me, that's not one in my wheelhouse, my friend. That is one city that uh, I have not traveled to yet. Fun really? Fa- fun fact, yes. As a foodie, I would think this but would be I on your list. But I need to get there. Yes, it is on my list. Don't get me wrong. I need to get down there. I'd like to go with someone so I don't have to eat at all these restaurants alone. <laughs> so if anyone's out there wants to go down to New Orleans, I'm in. So, Adam, I've, you've been coming in now for a while, not just for this series as well. I've been seeing you here. I mean, I've started about a year ago, and it feels like you're in here maybe yeah. a couple times a month. and. I was curious because Top Chef right now is filming in and around Milwaukee, and you obviously have experience with food cooking shows yep. in the past. I've always wondered, whenever a, sh- a show like this comes in and highlights restaurants, you see diners, drive-ins, and dives, yes. etc. Do restaurants, do they struggle sometimes with the being prepared for the influx of guests that are bound to come in after that kind of thing happens? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of difficult to... To think to yourself as a business owner and be like, oh, well, we were on a TV show. Now we're just going to get destroyed, you know, um, and then how bad is it going to be? And why? where are these people coming from? For me, when I did the Hell's Kitchen uh, show, it was more so like consistently busier, which was nice. It wasn't just one night busy, one night, you know, a week or something, which was nice. Um, but I think you just got to like roll with the punches and be ready because, you know, like everyone knows you don't want to have all this publicity and then people go and you're understaffed or under, you know, prepared. And then they're like, well, why would they feature this place sucks? (laughs) But then they're just busy. You know, they're just out of their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. There is uh, something we need to settle here. And that is my score from last week when I made the pimento cheese sandwich. So I believe the score I got, I made you a pimento cheese sandwich on fluffy white bread. Yep. And you gave me a seven, seven, but something happened after our segment. Yes, I will say, well, it's not the worst. I was just saying my preference with the toasted bread, but my mentor texted me angrily and said it has to be white untoasted bread. <laughs> okay. So does that affect my score in any way? Uh, 
Let's let's move it up to an eight just because it is. I, I think I, my personal score is different than if uh, someone was eating it and, and knew better now that I know. Okay. So we'll keep you in the eights. <laughs> We're not going to drop your uh, your average down too much. All right. So the Chicago hot dog was 8.3. Beautiful Vienna beef hot dog. And He's the pimento cheese me right sandwich now was to get eight. his points up. Now, here we go with New Orleans. Now, I, I'm in full disclosure here. I got everything necessary to make gumbo, and I made it last night, and but it was awful. What? Ha- okay, I was going to say was you, you, absolutely awful. You trashed it. I don't know what happened. Where's the recipe from? So I, that's the thing. I found a recipe, but it did not include anything tomato-y. No tomato sauce. No sweet sure. tomatoes. No tomato nope. paste. It was. It, I think I burned the roux. If anybody well, knows I was what a roux say, is, it's oil flour. You got to spin it for like constantly for like an hour well one thing no oil it. use butter next time for your roux so it's equal parts fat to flour and then you either scorched it or you undercooked it but do you think you undercooked it or no it, it got to kind of like a light milk chocolatey brown color okay. it, it, it was like cookie dough texture i feel like the texture was right but I, I I took a little bite out of it this morning and I thought it was terrible. Got it. It was awful. What did you all put in there? Like the okra, the shrimp, the chicken. I had shrimp. Sausage. I had rotisserie chicken. Yep. I had andouille sausage. Yep. I had a little bit of cayenne, a little Cajun seasoning. It sounds all good. Where did this go wrong? I had celery. I had parsley. Garlic. I had onion, garlic. Okay. I think I burned the roux. Is what happened. So luckily, I made that last night. So in a panic this morning, when I realized that my gumbo was trash. I ran out to the store and bought everything needed to make a homemade crab cake. Oh, let's go. Okay, so one we, of my favorites. We settled on crab cake. So All I'll right. bring it over to you. Would you go like a 24-hour grocery store? Are you scrambling at midnight to look for something Sendix new? opens at 7 a.m. by my house. Oh, there we go. And look at this. The presentation is fantastic. Even the lemon wedge. All right, here we go. All right, I got to get my phone because I got to get my picture. And I seared it in an Instapot. In an oh, yeah, he was walking All around right. with this Instapot and go. carrying it like a suitcase. Looks so wonderful. So I see you used, uh, you used a lot of dill, right? Is that dill? I did use was dill. Was it dry or fresh? Uh, I had fresh dill. Okay. I, I try to go as authentic as possible. So there's a, a little bit of Duke's mayonnaise. There's some Dijon, a dash of Worcestershire. Uh, a little bit of salt and pepper, Off definitely topic, some dill. My our our super fan that listens, my mentor Joe Minch is texting live right now saying you, you could uh, Cajun gumbo, Creole gumbos with tomatoes. Okay, I, well, I did the wrong thing. Whatever well, it was. Well, there you go. I, All I, right, I back to the crab cake. Uh, yes, a little fresh parsley because I had some left over from uh, my gumbo mishap. Uh, an egg to sort of bind everything together. Okay, it's got a nice so little crust egg on in there. it. There is a it egg that that bound it, and that the right. nice like blue can lump crab meat. Like I try to do it. You good. went all out, okay. And and what is the sauce? It's just a remoulade, but that is not homemade remoulade. That's okay. And a little I lemon. Just like to know what we're eating. A little lemon, if you want to go panko breadcrumbs. Okay. I'm gonna try it without go. the sauce first. Okay. Oh yeah. It you know, seems you'd to be come surprised. Well. I mean, look at this. Ooh, he did not boy. skimp on the crab. Is no, this he the forty dollar a pound stuff? Well, I had to buy like a big can of it and like well, I was figuring might as well just use as much as I can. One pound, yeah, one pound crab. Yes, and yep. it was not cheap. No. But I, I can have, tell. I have some leftovers at home though, which is good. All right, so okay. texture through flavor. What, what what are you sensing here? I'm trying this sauce. Okay. I know you didn't make it. Yeah, it's store bought. I think try it with it. Okay. So I will say, he's been looking at it too. There is tons of crab in here. It's dense. 
I wouldn't say it's dense. Oh, no? it's dense with well, crab. With yes, yeah. yes. And not with filler. It's crispy on both sides. I mean, I'm pulling this apart. That wasn't a joke. He probably spent a lot of money on the crab because you can see it in there. Um, The first thing that I like about it is that it just tastes like crab. It doesn't taste like it's not loaded with breadcrumb or red peppers and onions and all that stuff. Um, Texture's good. Oh, there is a little green onion in there, too. Right? It's finely chopped, though. Finely chopped. Chef skills. I'm going to try it again. It's really good. <laughs> I like it. I think you did good. I mean, put this with a little frisé salad or something. It's on a restaurant menu. It's good. Giddy, I was looking for some microgreens. I, I could have augmented with that. But yeah. I, I thought the f- like flavor seems right on, like a, a nice little Instapot brown sauté thing. Which, and not hard to make. You can make this at home for Sunday's game. Oh, yeah, definitely. Maybe not with the crab that uh, that you bought. They might go bankrupt. Okay. So this is an observation <laughs> as an But that's outsider. a good thing that I'm, I can appreciate. I just don't know if people can look at that and say that's worth it, but it <laughs> is great. Either. So as an outsider, what I yep. see when I look at these, I love the even uh, brown, like coating of brown sear on the top. Because yes. I make tuna burgers all the time. Okay. And just, it's so spotty, I find, when I cook my tuna burgers, the the brown, clearly like the part that's been cooked yeah. on the a skillet. And what I like about this, you did it the right way where it is... It's cooked on both sides, but it's not completely submerged. It's not like a deep-fried crab cake. Oh, which, no. You no know, I don't want to do that. I'd use yeah. a, a neutral oil. I, no, wouldn't, I wouldn't even use olive oil for this. It's just a little vegetable oil to give it a little bit of brown. That is great. Like I said, some frisée like, and a little bit of garnish on the restaurant menu. Good size, too. I mean, this, this these are... These are good crab cakes. It got kind of bigger than I thought because of the amount of crab I put in it. Sure. Um, but I can get a little recipe going here, and uh, our, our guy Dylan Carter will get a little story up on the web for uh, football food picks. The but 620 Cookbook by I Greg know. I, I was looking forward to this week. So we got three different things. Chicago Dog, Pimento Cheese Sandwich, now Crab Cake. Yep. So I know we're not trying to compare, but does this outshine the others? So with this, I like that you went a little bit. You know, this is traditional, but different at the same time because, like I said, like it's very straightforward. You don't have a lot of stuff in it. Um, I think it's a higher level than making a Chicago dog. You know, like you had to, you have to get the consistency right. Are we ready for the score? Oof, I think so. Is this time? Do Sam's, we have a drum Sam's, roll or yeah, something? Sam's there? keeping there score over there. All right. I think. We're going to give the crab cake an 8-4. Eight, 8-4. Four. Eight, four. That's four. a winner then. This is great. And crab cakes are tough. I'm telling you, it's, it's it was good. And I left some for you. Thank you very much. Thank God I didn't eat lunch. I also need to have dinner. Well, I need dinner here too. So Crab cake sandwiches. <laughs> We're going to fight to the death for the crab cakes. Adam Pavlik joins us each and every week for football food picks. What else do you have going on here, Adam? Yeah, so uh, something that the public can come to, Pius XI Pope Fest next Saturday from 12 to 7. I don't do this a lot, but I will be down there selling food. Uh, and it's not pasta. We're actually doing a, a, a eight-hour braised Italian beef sandwich. Oof. So you can look for us down there. Um, the only other thing I have, October 5th, is uh, Corks and Cocktails. My friend Emily is doing a one-a-kind event at Stonebank Farms. You can look uh, for tickets there on uh, MerlotMuse.com. And it's a tasting, educational, um, cool thing out at the Stonebank Farm, if you haven't heard of that. Super, super cool place where they're doing dinners and stuff like that from chefs in Milwaukee and all over the place. And then just, you know, the egg and flour, come on down. We've been getting really busy. We've been doing a lot of catering. So 
Thank you to those people supporting us. And if you need us for catering, big or small, or want to rent out the space or use the space for something, keep us in mind. Love it, man. Football food picks every week here on Wisconsin's Afternoon News with our celebrity chef friend, Adam Pavlik. And our celebrity radio host, Greg. We can't leave you out. (laughs) You're the star of the show, man. I'm just making stuff.